everyone. I'm Michaela. I'm Tasneem. And I'm Lindsay. This week's podcast, we will be discussing and touching on a more serious topic, which is gun violence in Toronto. More specifically, about the documentary in which explores correlations to the music industry and gun violence in Toronto. Gun violence continues to be a prevalent and relevant issue that affects various communities across the greater Toronto area. A YouTube documentary video labeled Houdini and the City of Fallen Rappers is what we will be discussing more in detail today. A video about Toronto's huge up-and-coming rappers that have had their lives cut short due to gang rivalry, greed, and jealousy. So let's just jump right into it. Toronto rapper Houdini, whose real name is Demario Antonio Jenkins, was an upcoming Canadian rapper who was shot and killed on May 26, 2012 at King Street and Blue Jays Way in Toronto, Canada, outside a hotel. Houdini was 21 years old at the time of his death. He was born in Toronto and raised in a neighborhood called Jane and Driftwood, which is considered Crip Fraction, near the notoriously dangerous area known as Jane and Finch. He lived in a townhouse with his grandma, parents, sister, and brother. When his grandma passed away, his family moved to Brampton, and that's where he went to school. Houdini was one of the most streamed independent rappers, with 9.2 million plays on Spotify in 2019. The 21-year-old musician started rapping and writing his own music at the age of 15. Houdini started his music career in 2016 and got his breakthrough on August 17, 2017, after he was featured on his hit single, 456, alongside Talop Twins and Bernabans. He was later signed to Uptop Movement Inc. the same year. Uptop Movement Inc. is a Toronto-based record label that showcases young and upcoming artists from Canada. Houdini blew up in popularity and was best known for after his release single, Late Nights, featuring Bernard Bands on May 8, 2018. As of May 2020, the single had garnered more than 5 million views on YouTube. At the time of his death, he had released an EP on March 19, 2020, titled Underground. Houdini became one of Canada's most streamed independent artists, and despite being involved in street life, many people would consider him to be humble, hardworking, and well on his way to big things. Houdini is not the first rapper to catch a bullet and lose his life. There have been other rappers that have been killed in the rap industry because of greed and jealousy. Houdini had unlimited potential, and as an artist, it's unfortunate that his life, along with other rappers, have been cut so short. Houdini and the City of Fallen Rappers is a video about Toronto's huge up-and-coming rappers that have had their lives cut short due to gang rivalry, greed, and jealousy. Murder culture is real and thriving in Toronto, really living by the quote, kill or be killed. Makila has touched on some information about Houdini a little bit, and now we're going to be talking about the communities within Toronto. So my first question is, do you believe Toronto is considered one of the most dangerous cities for upcoming rappers? If so, what are some related factors? So I feel as if Toronto, I, would, I wouldn't consider Toronto like the most dangerous city for upcoming rappers, but it is still dangerous in its own way. Um, and why is that? Like, what's your opinion on that? I just feel like... Your explanation. I just feel like everybody within Toronto, whether, like, you're from Toronto or not, everybody kind of sort of knows everybody from any area. Like, you can be talking to people and you'd be like, oh, do you know the so-and-so? And they're like, oh, yeah, I know this person from that person. Like, everybody has their own connections. So I feel like the jealousy and rivalry happens and, like, is in everyone in the city. Okay. I mean, I feel like because it's, like, so small 
that that's why I guess it's considered dangerous because I was I was like thinking about it kind of it's like a high school um in high school everybody knows each other it's like fairly like it's a big school but it's still small you know everybody mm-hmm. and there's always drama because like one person will say this and it'll get turned to something else and um you know like just like so many personalities and stuff and so much people in one space and it's just like you know like people start to get on people's nerves because it's a normal thing and that's I guess like that's kind of how like rivalries happen and drama happens and it just gets like taken out of proportion and becomes super dangerous I feel like yeah because of what you just said about how like it's such a small like space people don't really want to share the spotlight and that's what happens with all these rappers that are getting shot and killed because nobody wants to share that spotlight and upcoming fame. Or like, I feel like people in Toronto <laughs> always have something to prove and it yeah. can cause a lot of rivalries, especially because like Toronto is such a small place. So it's like, you can know someone here and could be good or bad, but you know. Okay, so on to my second question. How is gang affiliation affecting the communities within Toronto? I feel like it's definitely an ongoing problem. I don't feel like it's ever going to stop. That's my thing. I don't feel like this is ever going to go away. Gang affiliation affecting communities within Toronto. I don't know. I feel like everybody has their own clique or they're repping something. They always want to have something to rep with. Like, if you ask anybody that's, like, in a younger generation, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm with these people and these people. But, like, you never really know why or why they're repping these people. But they just think that... Because they don't have anybody else. But is that, like, the only reason, though? Like, some of these people are just repping to rep, to have something to call. I'm, I'm not saying that people aren't, like, claiming they're from so-and-so just to mm-hmm. you know make yeah, themselves yeah. sound cooler I guess there's that whole like oh I'm from here so it makes you look a type of way mm-hmm. but I think for a lot of people or like young adults and stuff when you're growing up in like communities or in like low-income places and stuff people often turn to like gang life as like one as a means to live because like people they don't have food they don't have money they come from nothing so you know, they turn to doing stuff with their gangs or whatever to as like a way to live. And then two is just like family. Like they don't have anyone. They're not going home to anybody, you know. So as like it could be seen as like a brotherhood in a way. And, you know, like, you know, you're always going to have someone with you. You're going to have somebody that's going to have your back. And, you know, like you don't feel alone, I guess. So I think that's why a lot of people turn to it. Like, I'm not saying like, it's like okay to like you know commit crimes and like do stuff but I think there's a reason why people do things and when it comes to like you know like our governments and stuff like that they don't understand why because they're not living like that life you know I feel like another thing is like false representation like false falsely repping a certain gang can lead to even more problems because like Houdini if somebody like was to say that they were in within his gang or in his affiliation that person could get a target on their back you know what I mean like all these little tight-knit groups and gangs and 
this and that. It's just creating a bigger problem for each individual within the community. Okay, but why do you think it's so important for, like, our youth and our young adults to be repping something or, like, being tied to something, you know? Because, like, from what I know, um, there's, like, this thriving gang within, like, Toronto, and it's, I feel like it's mostly between, like, the the gaps between the rich and poor. Because, you know, the rich <laughs> keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... What do you? Why do you think they always need to be repping something? I feel like because I mean, that's all they have. Like, yeah, like, like it goes back to that point of like that's all they have, that's all mm-hmm. they know, and and it's like a battle between rich. And they're poor. trying to get out of it, really. That's their Very thing. Cool. I feel like trying to get out of the struggle, trying to make it out. Yeah, exactly. How and, every rapper in Toronto basically says in their songs, like we're trying to make it out, and they're trying to do that together. I guess, which is. I guess you can kind of, in a way, commend them for because, you know, they're trying to bring other people with them, trying to, like, have other people do better mm-hmm. and stuff. But, but then, once again, targets on their back because not everybody wants to share that spotlight. Not everybody wants to go hand-in-hand to fame. And, like, Houdini, he was a target for possible people, like, just many people eyeing him and seeing him successful and succeeding in life. But that's not what other people want to see for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was just a target f- since the day his first album dropped and hit that large amount number. You know? Yeah. So do you think it would be easier for, like, rappers and, <clears throat> like, other people from the community to make it out without resorting to, like, gun, gun violence and gangs and all that stuff? I feel like I feel like there's a lot of ways in which people can come up from Toronto and, like, their area without the use of guns and like just destruction i feel like there's many like i don't know because within like gang violence and like gun violence and all this stuff you can have like youth programs where like people don't have to resort straight away to being in a part of a gang they can have like after school programs or like like a boys and girls club. exactly like that. trying to keep them off the street yeah yeah i i went to one of those when i was younger but like because my area wasn't so good so i went to one of those and it literally helped out so many kids or, like, parents who can't, like, take or watch over their kids after work or something. Like, they have work at late times and they can't see their kids. Like, having that resource to put your kid into this program with other kids that they can socialize with can help them a lot. Because they're not isolated. I mean, I think we definitely need, like, more programs and stuff like that in the city. But it also comes back down to it is, like, especially in low-income neighborhoods, they're extremely underfunded mm-hmm. and the government is not trying to fund them. So you don't get the support that you need there, mm-hmm. especially for the kids, like the proper support that they need that can really like, you know, change someone's life. And then it comes to the fact that, you know, people need to pay for them and they're extremely expensive. So it's like, well, where are you getting the money to pay for that from? Yeah. Right. And in turn, like people would, you know, maybe, like, go and commit a crime so they're they can, able to yeah, afford yeah. to send their kid to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's it's always, like, one thing or another, right? And I think that's exactly. why things are as bad as they are. And in terms of, like, speaking for, like, oh, do you have to be affiliated with a gang to be, like, a rapper in the city? No, you don't. Like, mm-hmm. I think your talent will speak for itself. But I do think people get a lot bigger quicker because of that backing that they have because they're known and because of all the people that are like you know like that rep that gang or are from that neighborhood and stuff yeah. that's everyone they're gonna be like oh like I know this guy I know this guy or 
Like, and I agree with him. You know what I'm saying? So that will only yeah. make them go over the top that much quicker. I think if you took a different route, which, like, you know, is probably the better route, I think it would take you a lot more time. And a I lot more people would even, like you said, like, because people are really underfunded. Like, where are they going to get this money from to, like, go to these after school programs or, like, these clubs and stuff like that? Like, not many people can afford it. So it's just going to result to them either committing crimes to afford it or not being able to afford it at all and sticking to what they know. Yeah, because realistically, when you're from, like, a, a bad neighborhood, you kind of have, like, a stereotype. I've already placed on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like no one's going to go out of their way to help you and this and that. So it's really, it's you, yourself, and I. Like, me, myself, and I, you know? It's like no mm-hmm. one's going to get me out but me. So if I got to do what I got to do to get out there, then... I gotta do what exactly. I gotta do, you know? And I feel like it's it's kind of, you know, not a good thing, but it's also not a bad thing. But, like, you can't blame somebody for doing that yeah. is basically, like, I feel like what everyone's trying to say. Like, you know, everybody, you know, they have to do what they have to do. Like, especially when it comes to making ends meet and stuff like that. Like, it happens, right? And like I said in, like, my, well, kind of, like, intro about Jane and Driftwood, how it's Crip Fraction, like, Yes, that neighborhood may have a bad rep, but it's not completely bad in itself, you know? It's just what the media makes it out exactly. to be. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is not fair to the youth living there. Exactly, like, they're already there. setting the youth up in that... You're automatically labeled just from being from that area. Exactly. Or any area that has a poor name. Exactly. But nobody wants to talk about, like, all the, like, white-collared crimes that are happening in all these other areas or killings and robberies that are happening in like the good areas like you know what i'm saying or places that are seen as the good areas or like the richer like, neighborhoods like they're always yeah. getting protected by the media whenever there is problems in their area but when it comes to jane finch or like driftwood this that the third they're always getting brought down for it and it's like you are kind of what like your neighborhood kind of brings you up to be because like if you are underfunded your neighborhood doesn't have as many um like programs for the youth there's going to be more issues if there's nothing to be provided for that community in itself rich areas have so much provided to them and it's like you don't really see any issues there because first media is covering it and second they just have so much opportunities but when it comes to jane and freaking finch there's nothing being provided so it's like how are they going to come out of that struggle if nobody's trying to lend a helping hand yeah, I hear that. So for my last question, in the documentary, Driftwood is notorious for having multiple rivals with youths from other communities. What strategies can help prevent youth gun violence? Um, I don't know, like like I stated before about like the programs, like the after school clubs and all that stuff, just having opportunities and spaces and like safe spaces and safe places for kids to go to whenever they kind of feel like they don't have an like any other place to go to to speak to somebody or like do their homework or try to find people like them to speak to instead of going straight to the streets and trying to get themselves involved with not so good people. I feel like I would say the same thing really like back to my point that like stuff is extremely underfunded and there's like it's hard to like have strategies to help prevent something when there's not going to be help there there's never going to be help there or like people are looked down there like i feel like if we had more media recognition on like the upbringing or the hard not hard realization but like just trying to see the bad areas that we kind of associate as bad 
and trying to find the good in them too instead of there's, just but there's good in every like yeah know, there's good in, there's good in every area the thing is i feel yeah. like neighborhoods like that that are seen as bad if anything they're like the more like they're the neighborhoods that are more tight-knit you know what i'm saying like yeah. everyone is about family or trying to help each other because they don't have much you exactly. know what i'm saying no. compared to like the greed of like some of these other communities like more on the higher end and everyone's mm-hmm. like you know every man for themselves type thing um i feel like when it comes to you know lower income neighborhoods and stuff like that more yeah it is and it's yeah. more like and i feel like that's why like you can kind of explain maybe like gang affiliation and stuff because like people are so tight-knit you know what i'm saying yeah like it's just you have people to back you up and you know you're gonna have people there at the end of the day looking out for you so you're gonna do anything you can for those people yeah yeah. and And that's completely understandable because where else are they getting help from nowhere Mm -hmm. that's good Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. no that that makes sense because for jane and finch that area is so tight-knit and only the people in that area know what's kind of going on everybody kind of outside of it just sees them as bad but yeah it seems it as like the ghetto exactly like within themselves though in that community they're probably helping each other as much as they can they're always helping each other out either providing for each other helping each other stay protected from media outlook or just dangers of other parts of the city i feel like the rich areas like you said before like the rich areas don't really have much to worry about in cases of like um who's gonna help me out when this comes to like worst comes to worst because they don't really need that they don't need that tight-knit kind of community but jane and finch needs that tight-knit community because nobody else is gonna help them out but themselves mm-hmm. so when it comes it's kind to- of oh sorry go ahead no i'm sorry um just like going like back to what you said like it's just everyone like has so. everybody like growing up on like i you know growing up on jane street and stuff everyone's always like oh my god you you live on jane you're at jane and finch oh my god like it's so bad there's like this preconceived like notion that like the area is bad just because of stuff that is you know like seen in the media or said or whatever and so it like we have no choice but to be tight-knit because everybody like the second i'm like oh yeah jane street they're like whoa you're from there like i don't want to talk to you so like you only kind of have like you know like your people really Mm-hmm. because everybody is so like like i don't know they kind of like isolate themselves from you know people that they seen as like bad or not good because they're from a certain area and then to go back to the underfunding like there's no programs around here for kids or for anyone to do anything so why else would they not turn to doing stuff that's not necessarily the best they have nothing else to do mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. there's no places to get jobs there's no recreation centers or it's always like, oh, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And then they never come because everybody's going to look at areas that are seen as the hood as the afterthought. Yeah. And, and maybe and- that's why, like Houdini, he was trying to come up as that rapper. He found something that he enjoyed. He found himself doing that properly. And he made it out. And made it out. But once he was about to make that out and make big moves within himself and his career, that's when somebody brought him down and shot him. A lot of hate and envy. And I kind of blame the government for that because like in rich areas, you don't see cops coming down every second, you know, rolling down the streets. But it's like once you hit the ghetto areas, there's like five, six cops just rolling, doing their stuff, questioning you. People for no reason. For no reason. Exactly. And it's just crazy. Like, you can't even feel safe in your own neighborhood. Exactly. It's just making everybody feel unsafe and angry at the fact that like these communities that are being looked at as so dangerous is being watched so tightly and so like closely for what reason though when 
the only issues that ever come up from that is because of being overwatched like people get angry so they're like they want to fight back yeah you don't really know how someone truly lives unless you're in their shoes exactly i just feel like it's not fair for people like us where we've grown up in like bad communities Mm -hmm. for from other like uppity rich people to look down on us like oh and judge you're from there you don't have much exactly like we're kind of in the same boat if you think about it i feel as if houdini had a really good shot of becoming the best and it was taken away from him and it was taken away because of greed and jealousy and like not wanting to share that spotlight like toronto's a huge ass city sorry for my language but it's a huge ass city so why can't we share that spotlight we could have and we've seen it happen we come together and lift up exactly like drake i feel like drake and like other major major canadian like artists that made it out of toronto and stuff yeah they're great but they always had that positive outlook and positive like people around them but when it came to like houdini he always had a target and like what he's been saying in interviews and stuff and like what other people have been saying in the media and everything he's just always had that target and like people i mean you can even see him. it with all the other rappers that were mentioned yeah, yeah, like, like in this documentary stuff. like robin banks there was like an assassination <laughs> attempt on him mm-hmm. Talib twin ys smoke dog like you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. all of them all of them exactly it's target. happened to so many artists in our city that, that is are now becoming like a norm it's like oh you know you're famous and now everyone's thinking be careful because you know it might come to an end you know exactly and they always have to watch out with their closest friends too because like in toronto you never know with people that's what that's what we always say like be careful who you speak to be careful who you associate yourself with because there's a lot of snakes yeah you don't know someone's true intentions and keep your circle small and you only see until the day it happens in this case, Houdini passed away because of people who were jealous of his successes and is coming up. Bad case, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've kind of seen me, Michaela, and Tasneem have this discussion about, you know, um, the documentary we watched, Houdini and the City of Fallen Rappers, and just some of, um, you know, the things that have happened in our city with gun violence and artists trying to, you know, make their way out of living in the hood and stuff. Um, it's like really like obvious that you can tell that these people or our youth just really live by the code of kill or be killed. And it's just it's a very frequent mentality that comes from these neighborhoods because of gangs and you know not having anybody else or not really having a path and stuff and um just coming from nothing really um people just want to find a way to make it out and you know and they'll do it without thinking of repercussions or consequences and it's kind of just a way to get out you know um the rapid rate of gun violence continues to increase throughout the city as it's often glamorized by rappers who live this lifestyle and it can be touched on in like music or when they like take shots at one another in a song and it can be an example again of how the um it's a direct correlation between the music industry and gun violence in our city and it's super unfortunate to see how a city full of talented up-and-coming artists have turned to like such dangerous lengths to 
you know, make a name for themselves and to kind of just get out and, you know, be bigger than they were before. So whether we're going to discuss incarcerations, the assassination attempt on Robin Banks, the murders of Talib Twin, YS, Smoke Dog, Houdini, and so many young rappers in our city, it's blatantly obvious that this cycle of retaliation, greed, and jealousy will continue throughout our city until something changes or is done. So guys, you heard it here. Thank you for joining our podcast tonight. Hope you have a good one. I'm Michaela. I'm Tasneem. And I'm Lindsay. Adios. Bye. <laughs>